Lecture topic. Preparing for Ramadan. Alhamdulillah. <coughs> Alhamdulillah. Wa kafa wa sonatu wa sanamu ala ibadihi al-nadheen as-tafa. Amma ba'du fa'a'udhu billahi minash shaytanir rajim. Bismillahir rahmanir rahim. إنهم كانوا يسارعون في الخيرات ويدعون نارغبا ورهبا وكانوا لنا خاشعين وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم اللهم بارك لنا في رجب وشعبان وبلغنا رمضان أو كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم Most respected on my Quran, brothers and elders. One of the things that parents sometimes may remind their children about, sometimes we have to remind ourselves about, that when we are in a certain place, we are certain busy, engaged in something, so the thing that we remind our children, we remind ourselves, we remind others maybe what is our real purpose of being in that place, in that time why have we come there person has gone for some business trip somewhere so now the purpose of taking that journey was business there was some important deal to be done other aspects to be taken care of uh, he got there and now he is getting caught up in the excitement of the place because there is some very very exciting things happening around. So now if he is an employee of somebody and if that employee is also on the same journey he is going to remind him that look we haven't come here for this. All this merry making that is carrying on around here we cannot get distracted by this we have come for business. So we have to conduct our business and make sure we get the work done otherwise our whole purpose of coming here is going to be defeated child goes to school, goes to some other place and now he's supposed to be studying, he's supposed to be learning hard and now he gets caught up in some entertainment, in some distractions parents get to know about it, they get very disappointed we didn't send you all the way there to be engaged in all the entertainment we sent you to go and study. We sent you to go and become whatever. If you are going to get caught up in all this entertainment, you are going to get caught up in all these distractions, then that purpose for which we sent you, that is not going to be achieved. That's going to be a very big disappointment. That is going to leave us very, very disappointed, upset. And the privileges that we gave you, that might get removed. Depending, they'll use the as they say, the carrot and the stick, they might give him some enticement to something that if you get a good pass, then this will be what you'll get. We'll buy you a car, whatever, and watch out if this doesn't happen. So all these things carry on in day-to-day -day life. We do it as well. So now all these things in the small little world that we live in, in terms of our own little world, our two-by-two -two world, what is the big world that we live in? which is really small in terms of the rest of the universe and Allah Ta'ala's creation but the two by two world that we live in 
then all these things are of very great importance to us and we keep reminding ourselves, our children so Allah Ta'ala sent us in this dunya was this also just for the sake of coming or for the sake of getting caught up in the merry making of dunya no, no, Allah Ta'ala gave us also a specific time what is that time, we have no idea what is that specification, what is that appointed moment when we will have to leave this dunya and move to the akhirat none of us has any idea about that appointed moment but it is there Allah Ta'ala says when their appointed moment comes then nothing is going to delay it for anything one fraction of a second also it will not be delayed on that appointed moment person will have to leave so now the point is that in this time that we came while we are here in this dunya what are we here for what is our purpose what is our objective what we supposed to achieve in this place so like a child who's going to school and if somebody has to ask him but why are you going what's your purpose I don't know I'm just going so why your parents have paid so much of fees to send you here not sure I'm here, but, well, we just pass in some time, we play some football, we run around a little bit. He has no idea why he's there, and the parents get to know about, this is the answer he gave somebody. Gave the teacher in school, or gave somebody else the answer, that why is he there, what they think, few hundred thousand rands a year for him to be there, he says he doesn't know. Say we're wasting our time and money here. Allah Ta'ala created this entire universe, and this universe has been created the greatest of Allah Ta'ala's creation is this insan Ashraful Makhluqat and everything has been created to serve insan Inna dunya khuliqat lakum Allah Ta'ala says the whole dunya has been created for you, for insan so even that sun that is shining and the bright moon that comes out and the rains that descend from the heavens and even the vegetation that grows and the animals that feed on that vegetation and everything that carries on in this universe is all for the service of insan inna dunya khuliqat lakum what is this insan for? wa innakum khuliqtum lil akhirah Nabi Kareem Salaam says and you have been created not for dunya dunya is your servant you shouldn't become its slave dunya has been created to serve you and we are being told that you are for akhirat you are to use this dunya to earn your akhirat to pass through this dunya to earn your akhirat make your eternal abode of jannat this is a very very temporary place so this is the direction, this is the goal this is what we are here for we are here on a for a very very great purpose objective is very sublime that is to make our akhirat to gain the recognition of Allah Taala, to connect ourselves to Allah Taala. that is what we are here for Sheikh Saadi very very great personality of his time and many parables by means of many parables, he brings out many very important points, lessons. 
So this too perhaps was a parable or maybe it was an incident that really happened in his childhood. So he says, I went with my father to one fair. So I thought in any way, meaning that to go to places which are not in order is correct. But this was just an example or something that happened in his childhood which was prior to his becoming of age, whatever, he didn't know what was going on. He said, we went to a fair. So now as we were about to enter this place, night was very busy and packed and all the things happening in there so now my father said to me you make sure you hold on to my clothing very tight as a young boy I'm now accompanying him and he said to me you make sure you hold on very tight you don't leave my clothing now you walk along with me but now maybe his hands are occupied or whatever so now in order to make sure you don't get lost you hold on to me very very firmly so in any case he says we entered and now as we entered now all this crowd and hustle bustle and whatever he says I got a bit little overwhelmed for a while so I was holding on very tight but then now as we going in further inside so now I got to see now what's going around something is happening here something is happening there something is attracting my attention somewhere else somebody is saying something here very exciting things are happening here and there so gradually my grip started loosening I started relaxing that grip and now as we went further I became more distracted by the things happening around and my attention was going to all the things left and right gradually that grip completely loosened and suddenly I didn't even realize that I was no more holding on to him after a short while he was gone in some other direction not realizing I'm no more holding to him and I am so caught up in all the things around me I'm not even realizing where I am that I have lost my father now this is for a while I got very very entrapped in whatever was now exciting me whatever was now so thrilling and exciting so for a while I didn't even bother me but then suddenly I decided to look for my where am I? I realized my father is nowhere around looking left, right, center, nowhere can't see him so now as a young child now what does a child do? So I started crying now when I started crying and crying people now gathered came around this child is lost somebody picked me up high somebody is trying to look around who's lost a child and on the other end he says my father is now in real parishan is worried what's going on, where is this fellow lost any case eventually they somehow found each other so he says first when he found me he was very relieved that he found me but then now after the relief then now he reprimanded me very very sternly did I not tell you to hold on firmly why did you loosen that grip why did you let go see what happened now when you let go you got lost and you put me also in the difficulty he says, I learned one very big lesson from that moment. I learned one very big lesson that in this small little fair, I loosened the grip from my source of protection. My source of protection was my father. He was walking through this place. He knew the direction. He knew how to come out of the place. He knew how to save himself from whatever he shouldn't be getting caught up in. 
he knew how to negotiate through this whole place carefully and safely and I was supposed to have held on to him firmly and fast but then I loosened my grip on my source of protection and as a result I got lost so now in the small little fear also when I loosened my grip I got lost now in this life of dunya this so called if you call it just for the sake of the word a very big fear what is my source of protection now? I realize my source of protection can only be one thing here who is the creator of this universe? Allah Ta'ala created this universe who created the dunya? Allah Ta'ala created this dunya and therefore I have to hold on to what Allah Ta'ala has given I have to hold on to the Quran Sharif hold on to the Sunnah of Rasulullah and to the extent that I am going to hold on to this very firmly I'll negotiate through this safely and I'll get out to my destination without a problem what is the destination as discussed this is a very temporary place we are in our destination is Jannah that's where we want to get to so if I want to save myself from falling into some problem some difficulty I don't want to get lost but the only way to avoid getting lost is to hold on I can't hold on to the wrong thing and expect to be safe and not get lost. I want to get to a destination, I have to hold on to what's going to take me in that direction. That very old joke about this person was traveling by train, so now the sleeper coaches now, one fellow is lying down on that berth beneath and one fellow is on the berth on top. And now while lying down they're talking to each other. So now this will ask him where you are from and who are you and whatever else. He says, okay, where are you headed to? So he says, I'm going to Durban now, for example. So now the train now is heading towards Durban from wherever. And he says, and where are you going to? Where are you headed to? Maybe now he's headed to somewhere beyond Durban. That's what he thought. So he says, now I'm headed to Johannesburg. So now he says, strange, how can you be headed to Johannesburg? This train is going towards Durban. This person realized now, whether he realized or didn't realize, he says, well, that is, that is the amazing thing of technology. And how advanced it has become that the birth beneath is going to Durban and the birth on top is going towards Johannesburg, both at the same time, in the same train. So now he was just fooling himself. He's in the wrong train. He wants to head to the Johannesburg, but he's in the train heading towards Durban. How is he ever going to reach his destination? So likewise, our destination is Akhirat, our destination is Jannat. That is what we have been given this opportunity for. But now if a person is going to grab and jump onto the coach that is heading in a different direction, Allah forbid, that is heading in the direction of Jahannam, how is he going to reach his destination of Jannat? So he says, I also learned this lesson. I want to save myself from getting lost. I'm going to have to hold on and not hold on loose grip, that loose grip got left I would have to hold on very firmly to what? to that which is going to take me in that direction where I want to head to what is going to take us to the direction of Jannah? what is going to take us to the direction of recognizing our Rabb connecting ourselves to Allah Taala? that is holding on very firmly to the Quran and Sunnah holding on firmly to the path that Nabi Kareem has shown us and then the Sahaba Ikram learned that from him 
and then the life that they left, they led, and the legacy they left behind. That is the direction. So just as sometimes in that little fair, like this young child now got distracted by so many things, we too sometimes in this fair of dunya, we get distracted. Whereas what are we supposed to do? We are supposed to follow in the footsteps of those who are the guides. Who Allah Ta'ala made the means of guiding so that we don't get distracted, we don't get lost. In the ayat of the Quran Sharif that was recited right at the beginning, Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala mentions, إِنَّهُمْ كَانُوا يُسَارِعُونَ فِي الْخَيْرَاتِ وَيَدْعُونَنَا رَغَبًا وَرَهَبًا وَكَانُوا لَنَا خَاشِعِينَ This is preceded by some mention of Hazrat Zakariya alayhi salatu wasalam when he turned to Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala and begged Allah Ta'ala to grant him progeny and not leave him childless because he was concerned who's going to take this legacy forward this responsibility of deen Allah Ta'ala then mentioned Allah blessed him with his son Yahya and then Allah Ta'ala says إِنَّهُمْ كَانُوا يُسَارِعُونَ فِي الْخَيْرَاتِ that these great Anbiya of Allah Ta'ala and like them all the Nabis of Allah Ta'ala what is the function and the position and the maqam of the Anbiya and likewise Rasulullah who is the last and final Nabi of Allah Ta'ala so they are made as a model they are sent as a model لَقَدْ كَانَ لَكُمْ فِي رَسُولِ اللَّهِ أُسْوَةٌ حَسَنًا they are sent down as a model and that model is meant to be now the mold Everybody is asked to now follow that model and to mold themselves through that mold. Sambiyani Musalatu Salam, they present this perfect example. And the most perfect and beautiful example was presented by Rasulullah. So now, when an example, a model has been presented, the purpose is that those now who need that direction must follow in this direction, in the footsteps. They must mold themselves in this mold. So what is the mold they presented? So there's so many things, but in this one ayat there's a summary of it. Summary of some salient aspects. So one first aspect Allah Ta'ala says, إِنَّهُمْ كَانُوا يُسَارِعُونَ فِي الْخَيْرَاتِ that they used to hasten in righteousness, good things. They were haris. They had a very great desire, passion. If you wish to use the literal translation, greed. For what? For that which is going to take them closer to Allah Ta'ala. That which is going to take them towards even greater recognition of Allah Ta'ala. Now that is what we are being told. We have to mold ourselves in that mold. To become harith, greedy. For what? Not for dunya. The greed of dunya, it has got no end. And it never comes to a destination. So what will happen? If that greed of dunya sets in, there will be always a void. 
because it doesn't finish off anywhere because when the greed of dunya sets in contentment is gone so no matter what comes there will be an emptiness so now no matter how much it seems to get full there will still be an emptiness that is the reality of the greed of dunya and this is spelt out in the hadith sharif when Nabi Kareem says that if person has a valley full of gold this insan he has a valley full of gold then he'll be still wishing that he has a second valley of gold meaning there's never a point of satiation I imagine a person is eating it might be wonderful food delicious excellently prepared but now he's eating and then he's eating more and then he's eating more so initially now he's enjoying himself very delicious very very sumptuous really enjoying the taste but at the end of the day he wants to get satiated he wants to get filled he wants to feel that now he's eaten that hunger is gone but now he's eating and eating and eating and that hunger is not gone but now eventually no matter how delicious that food can be how excellent the taste might be how beautiful the presentation might be how wonderful the scene around might be but a time comes now when he's tired now but he's still hungry and he still needs to eat because he's hungry but now he's tired no matter what the taste might be no matter what the scenery is around no matter how beautiful the presentation but he's, he's wanting now when I'm going to get full I need to stop eating now can we imagine that situation the person eats and eats and eats and doesn't get full his hunger never goes he's going to become very very he's going to be in a problem he'll be going around for some medical help but they say but everybody is trying to eat more you eating and you know nothing happening to you enjoy yourself he says no there's no enjoyment anymore now now this has become a problem so just as that stomach if it doesn't get full a person will be in a problem he wants to get satisfied okay he'll eat later again but now he wants to be satisfied I've eaten what I needed to eat likewise if that greed of dunya comes in then there's never satiation and the satisfaction is not just in the eating the real satisfaction is in the satiation that person feels satisfied now I've eaten I'm done now now he's feeling comfortable he enjoyed it while he ate it but the real enjoyment is that now he's done so if the person no matter what he's eating and how wonderful it might be but he can't get to that point of satisfaction that now becomes a problem itself so likewise if there is no contentment and if dunya itself has become the objective and if the greed of dunya sets in there will always be an emptiness there will be a void and an emptiness is not a good feeling satiation has satisfaction emptiness empty person empty doesn't that word doesn't sound too nice also so now like that stomach if it doesn't get full the person is going to be in a problem if that heart doesn't get full and that heart can't get full with dunya like the stomach can't get full for example now a person is hungry so now he came to ask for some food so they knocked on the door beggar so now somebody said to him no no you read this tasbih he says very good I'll read all the tasbih 
but I need to eat something now. The stomach now, Allah Ta'ala created food for the stomach. The tasbih I'll read, but I want food for my stomach. So mashallah, we all understand that the tasbih is not going to fill his stomach, though a time will come before Qiyamah, when Isa salam will descend, and whatever details are mentioned in the hadith about that time, there will be a time when people's food will be their nourishment, will be the tasbih and the glorification of Allah Tabarak. But in any case now, presently you'll have to eat food. But just as the stomach doesn't get full with the tasbih, the heart can't get full with eating food. And the heart can't get full with increasing dunya. The heart will get full when it is satisfied and satiated with the connection from Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala. With the love of Allah Ta'ala. When it's satiated with righteousness, with good deeds. When it's satiated with the blessings that come from the side of Allah Ta'ala. Directly on the heart, onto the heart. And when that comes, when a person has submitted himself to Allah Ta'ala. So now, coming back to where we were in terms of the, what we were talking about, the Anbiya Allah Ta'ala sent them as an example, as a model for insan to learn and follow and take the direction. So now, Allah Ta'ala says regarding them, إِنَّهُمْ كَانُوا يُسَارِعُونَ فِي الْخَيْرَاتِ They used to hasten towards righteousness. That's the lesson they gave us. For that satiation, to hasten towards good deeds, to hasten towards a'mal, to improve our lives in terms of deen, our five daily salah, and then on top of that, not only just the faraiz, but the wajib, sunnat-e-muakkada, sunnat-e-ghair-muakkada as well, then nawafil, Allah Ta'ala blessed us with all this, for the same purpose. The person is now in earning some dunya, and he's not content with just now, these few lines I have now, this is sufficient. This is the most important core part of the business. So now the core business is running well. What's the need for all these other sidelines? All these extras? And why now we must get into all this? No, no, you must try and maximize. Try to do the best. You must try to do so much more. So for dunya we understand all these concepts. Allah Ta'ala blessed us with faraiz. That's the foundation. And on top of that, we are to be building up with the nawafil. The hadith of Qudsi, Allah Ta'ala says, that my servant does not get closer to me with anything more than the faraiz. That's the foundation. But then, وَمَا زَالَ عَبْدِي يَتَقَرَّبُ إِلَيَّ بِالنَّوَافِل My servant continues to get closer to me by, by means of the nawafil. How close? حَتَّى أَحْضَبْتُهُ to the point that I didn't love him. Allah loves his servant, subhanAllah. And when Allah loves his servant, فَإِذَا أَحْبَبْتُهُ كُنْتُ سَمْعَهُ الَّذِي يَسْمَعُ بِهِ I become his ears with which he hears. وَبَصَرَهُ الَّذِي يُبْصِرُ بِهِ I become his eyes with which he sees. I become his hands with which he holds. And I become his feet with which he walks. Allah becomes his eyes? Obviously it doesn't, not at all in the literal sense, meaning his eyes then only see that which Allah is pleased with. 
And everything that he sees, he sees in a way that takes him closer to Allah Ta'ala. He sees that flower and he recognizes the Qudrat of Allah Ta'ala. He sees the sun shining and he recognizes the rub that brought the sun out. And likewise, his ears only listen to that which Allah is pleased with and that which takes him closer to Allah Ta'ala. And his hand will only hold that which Allah is pleased with. Likewise, his feet will walk in that direction. Everything of his life will become a means of gaining closeness to Allah Ta'ala. That is the essence of life. And that is what will fill the heart. That is what will fill the heart. That is where that satisfaction will come from. So, إِنَّهُمْ كَانُوا يُسَارِعُونَ فِي الْخَيْرَاتِ They used to hasten towards righteousness. Righteousness is a very vast aspect. Everything good, everything that takes one towards Allah Ta'ala. But now just on a specific note, we have now entered this very Mubarak month of Rajab. It's among the Ashhurul Hurum, the sacred months. In the Quran Sharif, Allah Ta'ala speaks about the sacred months. إِنَّ عِدَّةَ الشُّهُورِ عِنَّ اللَّهِ اثْنَا عَشَرَ شَهْرًا فِي كِتَابِ اللَّهِ يَوْمَ خَلَقَ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ مِنْهَا أَرْبَعَةٌ حُرُمْ Allah Ta'ala has created the system of the universe 12 months of the year. Four are sacred. Have a very special place. Special position. Four sacred months starts off with Rajab. Oh, three months are simultaneous. Zul-Qa'adah, Zul-Hijjah and Muharram. And the fourth is the month of Rajab. Rajab is a sacred month. Why is it sacred? Because Allah Ta'ala made it sacred. And Nabi Kareem Wasallam highlighted this importance of this month. In which way? When the first of Rajab would come, the dua that he would make. Allahumma barik lana fi Rajabi wa Sha'ban wa balighna Ramadan. Allah grant us barakat. Grant us barakat in the months of Rajab and Sha'ban and enable us to reach Ramadan. Now what is this barakat all about? Now this is linked to this ayat that we are discussing about hastening towards righteousness. Rajab came, already this haste towards now, subhanallah, Ramadan is at the doorstep. And now barakat in Rajab and Sha'ban is required for building the momentum towards Ramadan. What is this barakat? Is it just barakat of eating and drinking? Barakat of rants and scents? That is also barakat. Barakat here is barakat in deen. That a person, his momentum in deen starts increasing. His barakat in time. That he can start applying his time correctly. And start building up the momentum for the month of Ramadan. Unfortunately, that importance that used to be generally in the people previously, maybe 20 years, 50 years ago, that when the month of Ramadan is approaching now from Rajab, that enthusiasm that used to build up, these things are gradually dying off. And as a result, many a times the month of Ramadan has come and gone, and sometimes not even one khatam of the Qur'an Sharif has been made. Hardly any ibadat was made. Whereas very very great personalities, Imam Malik Rahmatullah one of the four great Imams of Fiqh, who was a great muhaddith, very very great scholar and muhaddith. And he used to have his whole day engaged in so many different works of deen 
and teaching hadith sharif etc but come the month of ramadan he would stop everything else he would stop all other engagements whereas all those engagements were dini engagements there nothing else his whole day was occupied in dini engagements he would stop everything else and all the time would be dedicated to quran sharif the entire time was dedicated to quran sharif now this was in living up to that usari'una fil khairat that ramadan that season time that is subhanallah what a time this is but now because that that importance is not there as it should be say to some extent alhamdulillah but not as it should be and building up that stamina from before now somebody has passion in them he wants to run the marathon somebody wants a med he says oh no i am training hard why this year i want to make it in the marathon in other words he ran already before he didn't make it but didn't make it before the finishing time or whatever allah knows so now he got so now so as a result now what was the point it was months before it he is already training and he is pounding the pavements he is running early in the morning and late in the evening and cold and winter and summer whatever it might have been nothing stops him he is very very passionate about his training the marathon is still coming and after that whole marathon he is going to get one medal to boast with that's all if he makes it and he'll put himself through a torture but for that purpose he's ready to do it and more than that what he'll get nothing else somebody will pat him on the back well done and then after they'll say i don't know what he did it for <laughs> so that will be the sum total of it after they turn around and they talk to each other see some people allah knows best what's in their mind so this is the sum total of it all but for that the person is so engrossed in it and he's pounding the pavements long in advance so when all that requires this kind of training and this kind of dedication as they call it or what not month of ramadan nabi kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam is teaching us start focusing already from the first of rajab otherwise the month of ramadan will come and go you won't even know what came and went So in the first of Rajab used to come Nabi Kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam used to recite this dua the moon of Rajab is cited ya Allah grant us barakat Allahumma barik lana fi Rajab wa Sha'ban wa balighna Ramadan building up this momentum from now this dua ya Allah you enable us to reach Ramadan we want to have the opportunity of this very very great and mubarak month so that we can become close to you we can gain that special uh, nisbat and connection with you our hearts can be filled with your muhabbat and love and our direction to the akhirat can come in place and we don't we get this we got lost in the sphere of dunya because we left our grip loose we left our grip loose on the quran and sunnah on the teachings of the sahaba ikram as a result we got lost allah we want to get found again we want to get found again we want to find our direction again we want to reach our destination so now we are being taught to start now building up this momentum dua the pious predecessors is mentioned about many of them that 6 months after ramadan meaning from from after ramadan up to 6 months they would be continuously making dua ya allah accept what was done in ramadan and midway now midway between one ramadan and the other now it will turn Ya Allah, next Ramadan is already now at the doorstep. It's already you can see it on the horizon. 
Allah, you help us to get there and help us to use it correctly. Help us to value every moment of time. Because it's that moment of time really that's everything. Our life, our life is those moments of time. That's our life. Jannat, a person's Jannat is those moments of time. Because in those moments of time, he will make his Jannat. And Allah forbid a person's Jahannam also is those moments of time. That moment of time that was used in a way that Allah's displeasure was incurred and he got himself involved in things that now toppled his life in terms of deen. His Jahannam also is the time. His Jannat is also the time. Everything is about his time. That is his capital. That capital is dripping away, is waiting for nobody. And at that last moment, that last drop will drop and he's gone also. So now this is the time when you sari'una fil khayrat. Then he says, وَيَدْعُونَنَا رَغَبًا وَرَغَبًا Allah Ta'ala describes Anbiya Alayhi what is their salient quality? They call unto us in hope and fear. They have tremendous hope and they are not devoid of fear either. They are not complacent. It can happen, no worry. Whereas they were masoom, sinless. We are not masoom. We are far from even being anywhere close to good. How much of fear we should have? Yes, indeed, Allah's doors of rahmat are wide open. So the hope is always there. But the fear must be very much driving us towards the closeness of Allah wa ta'ala. وَيَدْعُونَنَا رَغَبًا وَرَهَبًا وَكَانُوا لَنَا خَاشِعِينَ And Allah Ta'ala says they were very humble. To humble ourselves before Allah Ta'ala. So this is that opportunity Allah Ta'ala has opened out to us. We have no idea how far we will go, whether we will see the Mubarak month of Ramadan or not. Whether our time will come up before that. Allah Ta'ala give us this topic nevertheless. That's a dua that we should be making out of this zeal. And Allah knows best, if we showed that zeal, we tried to now build up the momentum, we tried to start getting there, and Allah's grace is such, a person starts applying himself, a person really dedicates himself to something, Allah Ta'ala opens the doorways in that direction. And there's been so many incidents, Allah Ta'ala blesses people with such wonderful moth in things that they applied themselves. One of our friends passed away a few weeks back, two weeks back, he was very passionate about reciting Quran Sharif and very punctual about his tahajjud. He completed his tahajjud salah and in tilawat of the Quran Sharif passed away. Healthy foot person, Allah Ta'ala took him in that manner. Another person somebody was mentioning, very passionate about Quran Sharif. Yesterday or two days ago somebody was mentioning about one person, his father passed away. So he is in the month of Ramadan, sat down to the Quran Sharif to recite. Quran Sharif in his hand and his head just drooped and while reciting the Quran Sharif so his wife is calling unto him still shouting for him saying something and she's wondering why he's not responding the Quran is still in his hand and he's gone but he was very very passionate about Quran Sharif Allah forbid a person is passionate about something else passionate about watching some haram Allah forbid passionate about things that are far away from deen. So now what a person's passion is, Allah Ta'ala save us that we get caught up in the wrong passion and Malakul Mawb meets us in that moment. As in the Hadith Sharif it comes, 
So this is a chance now, this is an opportunity, the month of Ramadan is now already very close to us, but we will never be able to fully benefit from the month of Ramadan unless we start off now. So from now, at least, if there isn't any daily amount of tilawat of Qur'an Sharif, that is the, the real the prize of Ramadan is Qur'an Sharif. That is the real part of Ramadan. Together with fasting is obviously farz. But the amal after the fasting is tilawat of the Qur'an Sharif. So now that starts from now. If not anything more for a start, even one page daily. If there's nothing happening, one page daily. After one week, make it two pages. Another one week, make it three pages. Inshallah, by the time Ramadan comes, it will be half para, it will be one para. But if it starts from now, it starts from today, from tonight. Inshallah, we all make niyat for that. Tilawat of the Quran Sharif. The month of Ramadan is a month to connect with Allah Ta'ala. And if you don't ask from Allah Ta'ala, don't make dua to Allah Ta'ala, how are we going to connect to Him? Person says, no, he's very good friends with somebody. He says, you must be talking often, meeting often. He says, no, we haven't spoken to each other for years. We don't ever speak to each other. So what kind of friendship is this? How can this ever be friendship? That friendship, when there is a friendship, then there is no end to the communication. The conversations will finish off, the whole night goes away. He says, what happened now? How come this night passed? Because of that bond, that friendship, the talking now just carried on and the night went away. There was one, one, one issue, some domestic problem now between husband and wife. So now the complaint now, one of the spouses is complaining. He says, no, and before, when we just got married, so I used to now wait now, when is this talk going to stop now? Because it's not stopping. So now I'm waiting now, when some talk will start? He says, days go by, there's nothing, there's only silence. So now what happened now? He said, no, the whole love went out of the marriage. So when this bond is there with Allah Ta'ala, we'll talk to Allah Ta'ala. Start talking to Allah Ta'ala from now. And talking to Allah Ta'ala is through dua. Talking to Allah Ta'ala is through dua. We start talking to Allah Ta'ala from now, daily dedicating some time for dua. Then inshallah, the month of Ramadan too will make dua. Otherwise, month of Ramadan too, there's some routine kind of dua. Oh, we'll join up with some dua, but then too, our sometimes heart and mind is not there. And the month of Ramadan is gone, we haven't spoken to Allah Ta'ala. We've just gone through the motions with some things. So tilawat of the Qur'an Sharif, likewise dua, tasbihat, zikr, some, some amount. Sadaqa. The month of Ramadan is a special time of sadaqa. That should start from now, daily, some amount, some small amount too. In other words, amal of deen. Kanu yusari'una fil khayrat. And in this manner, inshallah, we will also become among those yad'oonana raghaba wa rahaba. And inshallah, Allah will make us among the khashi'een. May Allah tabarak wa ta'ala grant us a tawfiq. Allah ta'ala make us among His true servants, those who truly submit to Him. May Allah ta'ala grant us a tawfiq of truly applying ourselves in these Mubarak months and enable us to reach the Mubarak month of Ramadan. Fa'akhiru da'wana alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Make zikr for a few minutes in the dua, inshallah.
ஒன்றுதான் <Sessizuk> لا اله الا الله الحليم الكريم سبحان الله رب العرش العظيم الحمد لله رب العالمين نسالك موجبات رحمتك وعزائم مغفرتك والغنيمه من كل بر والسلامه من كل اثم اللهم لا تدع لنا ذما الا غفرته ولا هما الا فرجته ولا حاجه هي لك رضا الا قضيتها ويسرتها يا ارحم الراحمين يا ارحم الراحمين يا ارحم الراحمين اللهم ثبتنا على الايمان وامتنا على الايمان واحشرنا يوم القيامه مع الايمان يا مقلب القلوب ثبت قلوبنا على دينك يا مصرف القلوب صرف قلوبنا على طاعتك اللهم حبب حبب الينا الايمان وزينه في قلوبنا وكره الينا الكفر والفسوق والعصيان واجعلنا من الراشدين اللهم بارك لنا في رجب وشعبان وبلغنا رمضان اللهم سلمنا لرمضان وسلم رمضان لنا وسلمه لنا متقبلا اله العالمين يا الله وبسمسف المزغريشس وسكاي موز لافينغ الله ilahul alamin ya allah forgive us ya allah ya allah we acknowledge all the wrongs we have done ya allah there is nothing we can hide from you ya allah ya allah our day is open in front of you ya allah our night is open in front of you ya allah ya allah our hands and feet are in your gaze ya allah ya allah you see what is in our hearts ya allah 
you know the thoughts of our mind, Ya Allah. Ilahu alameen, what can we hide from you, Ya Allah? Ilahu alameen, Ya Allah. Allah, we nevertheless, Ya Allah, seek your forgiveness, Ya Allah. Allah, we beg you for your forgiveness, Ya Allah. Allah, forgive all our major and minor sins, Ya Allah. Allah, forgive all the mistakes we have made, Ya Allah. What we did deliberately and mistakenly, Ya Allah. Ilahu alameen, forgive the entire ummah of Nabi Kareem, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ilahul Alameen is all our sins, Ya Allah. Whatever difficulties and hardships we are facing, whatever challenges we are facing, whatever ya Allah, difficulties and problems the Ummah is facing, that is all due to our sins, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we acknowledge our wrongs, Ya Allah. We seek and beg your forgiveness, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, forgive us and the entire Ummah, Ya Allah. Grant us and the entire Ummah the tawfiq of those amal that bring down rahmat, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, save us and the entire Ummah from such things that bring Ya Allah azab, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, enable us to perform our five times salah with jama'ah, Ya Allah. Grant us khushu and khudu in the salah, Ya Allah. Allah, enable us to recite the Quran Sharif daily, Ya Allah. Enable us to be forever in your remembrance, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, keep our tongues moist with your zikr, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, purify our hearts of all the evils, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with your muhabbat, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with your muhabbat, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with your muhabbat, Ya Allah. Remove the love of dunya from our hearts, Ya Allah. Remove the love of the ego from our hearts, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, fill our hearts with taqwa, Ya Allah. With tawazu, Ya Allah. With inabat, Ya Allah. With tawakkul, Ya Allah. With all the beautiful and noble qualities, Ya Allah. Remove pride, malice and jealousy from our hearts, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Make us your true and obedient servants, Ya Allah. Make us a true ashiks and obedient ummatis of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah save us from following in the footsteps of his enemies, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Allah, all those who are sick, give them shifai kamila, ajila, mustamirra, daima. Allah, remove every trace of their ailments, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Those in any kind of difficulties and hardships, remove it with afiyat, Ya Allah. Grant barakat in each one's risk, Ya Allah. Grant abundant halal and tayyib risk filled with barakat, Ya Allah. Allah, save us from every drop and grain of haram, Ya Allah. Allah, enable us to use all your ni'mats in a way you are pleased with, Ya Allah. Save us from squandering your ni'mat, Ya Allah. Save us from abusing and misusing your ni'mat, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. You guide us to your pleasure, Ya Allah. Guide us to your pleasure, Ya Allah. Allah, save us from everything that you are displeased with, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Enable us to appreciate the Mubarak moments of the month of Rajab, Ya Allah. Of Shaban, Ya Allah. Enable us to reach Ramadan, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, enable us to look forward for Ramadan, Ya Allah. Like your true and pious obedient servants look forward for Ramadan, Ya Allah. Like your awliya siddiqeen look forward to Ramadan, Ya Allah. Like the muqarrabeen look forward to Ramadan, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, enable us to also prepare in that manner, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, all those who have asked us to make dua for them, all who have raised their hands to this dua, Allah, you grant each one's jai's needs, Ya Allah. Fulfill each one's pious aspirations, Ya Allah. Remove each one's difficulties and hardships, Ya Allah. Grant each one the best of dunya and akhirat, Ya Allah. Allahumma inna nas'aluka min khayri ma sa'alaka minhu nabiyuka wa habibuka sayyiduna Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wa na'udhu bika min sharri ma sta'adaka minhu nabiyuka wa habibuka sayyiduna Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam anta al-musta'ad wa alayka al-balaah wa la hawla wa la quwata illa billahi al-alihi al-azim wa sallallahu ta'ala ala khayri khalqihi sayyidina Muhammad wa alihi wa sahabi ajma'in wa alhamdulillah